Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host, from juliatreat.com. Well, I am stepping my game up. I am now going to start <laughs> telling you a bit more about things that happen for me and have over the past several years. Things that I've kept to myself or shared with just, you know, one or two people. But the story that I'm going to tell you today is honestly probably going to blow you away. I know it still shocks me when I, even just thinking about talking about this today, I was like, oh my God, I still am so amazed that it even happened. So real quick, before I do jump into the story about Harriet Tubman and when she showed up to be one of my guides, just a couple of announcements real quick. The Prosperity Queens and Kings coaching program, my six-month program while you will be working with me, is starting, sorry, this Saturday, this next Saturday. We had to delay it because of um, the trip with my parents, took a little bit more out of me than I had anticipated. And so we were starting the 16th, February 16th. If you are a spiritual entrepreneur, whether that means a channeler, a healer, a medium, intuitive, a life coach, a mentor, a teacher, whatever it is, and you are ready to step out in a big, badass way and be compensated for your work in big, massive ways, then this is the course for you. You can check it out on my website, juliatreat.com. Just click on Prosperity Queens and Kings. Also, Sedona is right around the corner. I can't believe that I will be there in a month. And there are two spots left if it is calling your name. And by the way, for those of you that don't know this, Angel Valley, where we are going to be meeting, that is fifth dimensional space. So I've been talking a lot about these ascension symptoms and that we're ascending to fifth dimensional way of being. That land there is already fifth dimensional space. And those that have been there with me before understand what that means. It's the magic. It's the, you know, the transformation beyond their wildest dreams. So Sedona, that's on my website as well. There's some spots left for Greece in September. So without further ado, let's talk about Harriet Tubman. And then I'm thinking, okay, where am I going to begin this story? Because <laughs> I'm going to try to make this as short as possible. But for many of you, you followed me over the years on my podcast, and you've heard me talk about, you know, the time that Michael and I split up. And I had no idea what it was all about, but I knew that I had to leave. Um, I wasn't 100% happy, and I did believe that that was possible. And I needed to leave. And, and so I, I literally left the man that I was in love with, not knowing, number one, where I was going to live, <laughs> where I was going to move to, where I was going to land my feet. I just knew I needed to leave. And family opened their doors and said, come stay with us for a while, as long as you need to just figure things out. So what that led to, which I didn't know at that moment, was a few months down the road, Reconnected with my ex-husband, who I had not talked to in a long time, um, and 
thought, okay, somehow universe has brought us together. Maybe this is supposed to happen or not even, I didn't even get caught up in the story of what this meant. It was just a reconnection. So what that ended up, what ended up happening is yes, we still had that very, that bond that's never breakable. But what I learned over the course of the next several weeks was that we had both changed so much that moving forward in our lives um, did not make sense for us being together. But again, I did not know that at this time. So we reconnected. He was in the Midwest, kind of lost, not knowing where he should be. And I went there to visit him, and which then turned into a job offering in Cambridge, uh, near Cambridge, Maryland. And so packed up all of his things. I'm trying to think, honestly, I was just going, wait a minute. Oh, my, by the way, during all this whole time, my things are in storage here in Pennsylvania because I don't know where I'm supposed to be, <laughs> literally. So packed up all his things. There we go, the caravan heading from the Midwest, actually South Dakota, to Maryland. And so just turned out, just so happened <laughs> that someone in my family had a very close friend that lived in Cambridge, Maryland, where we were going, and that they rented their upstairs apartment out. And it was vacant. I think they have like an Airbnb or something. So again, universe just saying here, this is the next thing we're giving you. This is the next, we're making it so easy for you. So we drive to Cambridge, Maryland. I've never been there. And I have my dogs, Daisy and Rosie, who are, I had before my two now, Macy and Gracie. <laughs> I like two syllable names, obviously. Um, so we get in the top floor apartment and, you know, we, we're just reconnected. We're not like my ex and I, we, it's not like we're dating. We're just, we're just feeling things out to see what's happening. And so, you know, we had separate bedrooms and, um, I noticed the first night <laughs> that this was, um, quite the active home. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that there was necessarily noises I heard, but being a medium and intuitive, I mean, if I'm, if I'm staying in a haunted house, you better know it that I'm going to get some stuff. <laughs> so sure enough, uh, the first night I was like, holy crap, you know, I'm in this strange place in this home and there's so much activity and what I saw, actually, I can, I'll share it with you. I actually saw a woman. I do not know the year. I know it was very, it was a long time ago. It was a woman who was checking all the door or all the rooms in the house. It, and it's like she had to make sure everybody was in or everyone was there. And I really felt like perhaps there was either a missing child or that she felt responsible for people staying there. I don't know if it was a mom or just a housekeeper or a babysitter or part of the Underground Railroad, which is what I'm going to talk about in a little bit. I don't know. But I knew that she was frantically checking to make sure everyone was in their room, but there's someone she couldn't find. And I feel that's why she was still there. So first night, I don't get a lot of sleep. And my dogs, Daisy and Rosie, you know, our animals are so intuitive. In fact, the ones I have now, oh my God, they're like 10 times what Daisy and Rosie were. And Daisy and Rosie sent stuff and they, you know, would get uneasy. I could just tell they... They were on edge, especially Daisy. She was my really sweet, sensitive one. And she would seem on edge a lot and then started to have 
um, some issues, her back and her legs. And I'm like, you know, sometimes that can have with energy, have to do with the energy in the home. So I am sorry if I'm pausing. I'm trying to, I don't remember like everything like, oh, this happened before this. I can just tell you the story as best as I recall. I mean, it's fresh in my mind, but it was all this, it was like this whole me being put into this movie that just happened, literally. In fact, I am writing um, this story in a book right now. This is part of my book. And when I was telling a friend back home in Pennsylvania, you know, I, I had a couple of friends I would stay in touch with, and I was telling them every day what was happening. They're like, oh, my God, this this is a movie. This, you have to, this is going to be on the big screen. We would just giggle. Okay, so the house is active. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I just decide... I'm going to see if I can find it right now. Okay, I was trying to find the exact website that I found. Because, okay, this was a very old town. You know, very old town. I'm trying to think if I could find out Cambridge. Cambridge, Maryland. The date it was established. Um, let's see. Hang on one second. I'm sorry, I'm looking it up. Because this is going to be just quite the, um, you're going to learn a lot here. <laughs> okay, it was settled in 1684. Wow. I mean, that's even older than I even realized. So, established in 1684. So, I'm looking online. I can't even remember how I looked it up, whether it was haunted houses in Cambridge or hauntings in Cambridge. And I don't remember at the time, but I was, I'm sure I was guided to whatever it was I put in the search. And lo and behold, this ghost walk comes up or this ghost tour. And there's, I think there was like 10 homes on the tour. And the home I was in was on that tour. <laughs> I, I mean, I was literally like, you just can't make this shit up. I am a medium living in a house that's on a ghost tour. Of course. So I bet y'all just got a, a good giggle there. So I realized, okay, we're staying in this house and this is just what we have to deal with because um, I, let's just say it was a very active town. I've been in other active towns. I called the angels in. I started delegating and telling them to take care of things and at least wrap all of us up so that we would not be affected so much by whatever was there. Now, yes, I have the ability to tune in and, I, and get every soul walking those streets. But I choose not to do that. I don't need to see souls walking around all over the place to know that they're there. So that's just a small bit part of this story. So, um, you know, my ex-husband started his new job and I was still settling in. I wasn't seeing any clients. I wasn't doing anything online. I was trying to heal. My heart was still healing from my breakup with Michael and not knowing, you know, again, what's next because this is, you know, although I love this man and I always will, um, this does not, it's not feeling right to me, or I just knowing that this is not a match anymore. I mean, we've been separated for like eight years, you know, with, he was in the, in Afghanistan and different places um, during the war. And so we had pretty much been separated physically for eight years and people changed and we both did like so much. And 
So I started, I had a lot of time to myself up in that little apartment with these two dogs who aren't used to, first of all, being in a little closed up place. They were used to having a yard to run in. And so we took lots of walks, lots of walks in Cambridge. And so I would walk up, um, I was staying in a home right near the pier, I guess it's called a pier, where the inlet of water comes in. I don't even know if I'm using the right terms. And would walk my girls, Daisy and Rose. We just do a lot of walking. And there were always, you know, seagulls and just sitting by the water was what I, I knew it was he, healing me and helping me, but I had no idea what was about to happen. So as we took our walks, I just, you know, I'd walk along the shoreline with the dogs and the boats would be going back and forth. There were boats all tied up there and the big sailing boats and some smaller, but a lot of big ones. And that top part of their, I think it's called a mast where the, I don't know if it's um, a pulley system or what it is, but it's the metal that hits that pole and it goes clank, clank. You know, it just makes this clank sound, just kind of hits it once in a while while the, the boat is like teetering back and forth. Well, I'd walk the shoreline and after, you know, several days, it was like, oh, it feels so heavy. And I would just, I'd hear the clanking and my, I mean, I would just have tears, this emotion come up and I didn't even know where it was coming from. I didn't know what it was. It just came up and just my eyes, I would just cry and I'm getting choked up now thinking about it. So I'm walking along that and I'm finally just sit down one day on the bench and I'm literally like, show me what this is about. Like, I don't understand this profound heaviness here. And I just closed my eyes and Daisy and Rosie were just sitting there. Just like they had, you know, finally calmed down. And I, I'm not kidding you. I was, I, all of a sudden flashed back to a past life. And it was me on a slave boat with many, many other humans. And the clanging, I saw everyone so sick and, and just, it was just a disgusting journey. We'd been taken. I saw where I'd been taken from my family. I saw my sister get on the boat up the other plank. They had these planks that we walked up. I could see her getting on at the other end. There were so many of us taken. And so we got on the ship and, and this is where the clanking, the, the clang of the sailboat, this is why it triggered that emotion in me because when we heard that on the ship, we heard that sound, we knew shore was near. We thought that that was the end of this torture. And once we came ashore, we realized the torture was just beginning. So whether it was at that very point in the bay or another point, that was the trigger to show me what had happened in the past. So it was profound to say the least. And I am going to say this. Sometimes when you do past life regression, or I do them with, with people, well, I, I was going to say sometimes they have difficulty. But when I do them one-on-one with, with my clients, they just breeze through them and get all kinds of stuff. The group ones, when I do them with groups of people at the same time and I'm just guiding them and I don't know what they're experiencing, I would say probably 98% of them get something the first time. 
I even have a program on my website, um, Journey of the Soul, that actually takes you into past lives. It's a meditation, has several different meditations, but it will take you back to past lives. And some people say, well, I didn't get anything or I didn't get much. And I say, do it again. Do it again, do it again, do it again. So my ability to sit there and see my entire past life as a slave all of a sudden was after doing several, several past life regressions. I think this one with the, with the lifetime as a slave was probably 11th or 12th one that I've seen. So, okay, I have all this going on. Um, it's not bad. It's just, again, I went on this journey to heal my soul. And I'm always saying, what's next? The universe is saying, this is it. This is the next thing. Okay. And just buckle your seatbelt. Because first of all, you're doing it while you're in an uncomfortable place with your ex-husband. You're in an uncomfortable, I mean, um, unfamiliar home. Well, we can say maybe unfamiliar, right? <laughs> maybe I was there before. But all of this is happening where I really have to lean on God and my angels because I don't have someone I can talk to about this. I mean, I'm doing this on my own. So, you know, every day we do our walks and then we started walking into town. We would just walk um, through downtown and I started seeing um, things about Harriet Tubman. Now, I have to be honest. I don't know if I saw those things first about Harriet Tubman, like they had statues and plaques in her honor and there's so many things in her honor there now. Or... I don't know if that came first and then I connected with her or if I connected with her and then I think I dreamt of her, to be honest. <laughs> it seems like they're reminding me. I dreamt of her and then started seeing her all over the town. Well, then I started actually, um, she actually started coming to me, like talking to me. She became one of my guides. So we have guides that come in and out of our lives and they show up whenever we need them to. And so what I learned about myself, the things that I began to understand, first of all, because I, I continued to do the past life regression on my own and to see what happened next and what the whole story. And there's a lot of, there's people in that past life that I know now, several that I'm not even going to disclose who they are or what that's about, because this is not about them. It was about me. So, um, but what I was shown about myself is that I was part of the Underground Railroad. I helped slaves escape. And I would see several, like, I would even see me as the young girl, like, out in the fields, like, waving my arm, like, come now. Now is the time. And some of them coming and some of them so terrified that they could not move their feet. And, you know, I've already jumped you know, forward from the time where I was still a slave and I did see the lifetime of being raped and being the baby making machine where the babies were taken from you immediately. Like you never even got to see them. Either they were raised as slaves or they were given to um, the white women as their children that couldn't have children. Like it was all, I mean, I saw it all very emotional. And yes, I am pausing this recording from time to time because Yes, I, I will cry freely on this podcast, but if I don't pause and like take a breath, this is going to be a very long one with me crying, and I don't want that to be what this is about. I want you to understand when this is all over with this podcast, what is really happening with this whole cleansing and clearing and ascension stuff. 
So, okay, I saw myself as a slave helping others, you know, showing them the way. And, you know, I got away. And then I had two children of my own that I, I actually got to raise, a boy and a girl, who did end up, by the way, once I was found, the way that that past life ended for me was um, they did find me. Uh, I came home. They found where I was located. And see, those that were you know, running the Underground Railroad or, you know, we were the threat. And there were many of us that were helping. Harriet Tubman, you know, paved the way. And we, we, some of us jumped on there like, I'm helping too. I'm in this. I'm doing this. I'm one of these leaders, you know, I'll show them the way. I'm the fearless one, even though we were scared shitless a lot. So they hung my children though. I came home walking down a, a road and both of my children were hanging in a tree. And then I was ultimately put in front of the town, whatever town it was. I don't know where I was at that time. I don't know what the town was called, but I was, um, you know, executed in front of the townspeople. Like so many other past lives, we're going to send a message, right? We're going to send a message that we shut her up once again. So that's the brief, that's the shortened version of what happened to me. And I am writing about that. Who knows what that will morph into, but there were so many of us who were slaves. As my time in Maryland came to an end, because I just, you know, I did this massive clearing. I understood so much more about myself and my heart told me, you need to go back home which was back to Pennsylvania, which was back to Michael, because what I needed to do was heal my, whatever needed to be healed with my ex-husband. Because as I said earlier in the podcast, I'm the one that decided I needed to leave because I wasn't hundred percent happy It's because I carried a lot of guilt into my relationship with Michael guilt from how things turned out with my ex-husband. And so I was the one that wasn't showing up a hundred percent because we, we harbor those old feelings, those, those things, those underlying wounds, it will affect our next relationship, but we'll be blaming our partner that there's something wrong with them or that they're not given a hundred percent when it truly was me. So as my time came to an end in Maryland and I you know, was still doing my walks around the town. I remember walking, it was close to one of the last few days when I was going to leave. I just said one day I have to leave. I'm not, I, I'm done here. This is not what I want. And I'm happy that you have found your space and your job and the place that you need to be, but this is not where I am to be. And I, I didn't discuss things like this with my ex-husband, like what I had found out being there and that I had been a part of this whole underground railroad and that kind of thing. And there were so many other winks while I was there about the underground railroad. It was just profound and I will have more details in my book, but I, you know, thank Harriet Tubman for, for being with me and helping to enlighten me as to what had happened what I needed to let go of, what I needed to forgive, what I needed to release, which a lot of it was the guilt that I held because not everyone got away. 
But as Harriet remind me, I call her Harriet, as Harriet Tubman reminded me then, Julia, all you can, all you can be is the light. They have to make their own choices, you know, but I carried, and it's just, this was like, this has been like a common theme for me. Feeling guilty, even recently, just right now, last day or two, I'm like thinking about all these people, certain names of, I'm not name anyone, but I, they pop in my head. I'm like, I, I let you go once and for all. Like I release you because I'll sit here and start worrying about certain people. And I'm like, oh, cancel, clear, delete. I let you go. I allow your freedom. I allow me to be free. This is, you know, find your way, that kind of thing. Well, this all came, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because Harry Tubman popped in the other day. She popped in again. Basically saying, Julia, we've got to talk. <laughs> Once again, you have, you are, you know, you're launching these programs. This isn't the way she's talking, but I'm getting the gist of it, of this knowing that she's, this wisdom she's sending to me. You started these programs, Shine From Within, which someone actually told me the other day in the course that she's, she's, she's attracting so much money. She's like, you need to call this the abundance course. And I was like, okay, maybe I will. Shine From Within. Um, this six month coaching program I'm doing and, you know, I have that spiritual boot camp, like all the things. And she's reminding me that once again, you have taken on the stories of others. You are here to be a light and that is enough. She's like reminding me, you can show them the way, but they have to choose to follow the path. And I'm not saying my way is the only way. That's just the message that she knew I needed to hear once again. I was forgot part of the story. I was going to tell you that something really crazy happened about the time that, you know, Harriet Tubman popped back in to give me some more advice, some wisdom. I was drinking. I went to get a bottle of water. It's this it's a company called Life Water, and they have this cool different designs on their bottles. And I didn't have my water from home that I usually have out of my filter, but I needed some water. So I bought a bottle of Life Water, and the front of the bottle, I, I didn't even notice it until I was done drinking the whole bottle of water, and it was a huge one. The front of the bottle looked exactly like something I saw on the side of a building in Cambridge, Maryland that was on the side of a building that was probably one of the first buildings there because it was a very old building. I saw it in my last couple of days before I left that town. I took a picture of it. I posted it on Facebook. The picture on the water bottle looked exactly the same. I'm going to post a picture of both. The picture on that wall of that building, I think it was three years ago that that happened about then, and the water bottle. And I think you're going to be blown away just as much as I was at how this picture is the same. <laughs> so I drank that water bottle and set it down and said, oh my God. And then immediately felt and heard and knew Harriet's here. There is a cleansing going on. That is what's happening with this entire planet, with all of us. We are cleansing the karma. That includes all of us who were slaves. 
we're cleansing the karma. Sometimes it comes up as emotional stuff. Sometimes it's physical stuff. I'm experiencing all of it today. We're cleansing it. We're cleansing it. We're cleansing it. We're cleansing it. We are cleansing bloodlines. We are cleansing our ancestors. We are cleansing this water bottle, then Harriet popping in my head again, then all the stuff on TV now about blackface and how they're, you know, some um, big names are now wanting to, you know, they're going against Prada and whatever the other company was. All this is coming up again. We're being cleansed of it. So I wasn't surprised that was in the, the news headline this morning. I was like, it makes sense. Because even though I'm a white woman this time, I have seen the past life where I was, was not. Several. The cleansing's happening. The triggers are coming up. I'm having my own triggers coming up. And I just keep saying, that is a lie. I'm letting go of those lies. That is not who I choose to be any longer. I choose to be wealthy, healthy, abundant, full of love, joy, have opportunities, experiences, travel the world, feel excitement, have strength, stamina, fearlessness. I choose to have it all. So much was taken away from us in that lifetime, if any of you were with me. We have to stop the victimhood. We must stop the lies. Universe is setting it up for us right now. We can have everything and anything we have ever dreamed of. I am bowing to the beloved Harriet Tubman once again for showing up when I needed her the most. Oh, and I just about forgot the most important message that she gave to me. And the message was something that I was to pass on to all of you. And, you know, once I heard this message, I was actually, she told me the message yesterday when I was out walking. And today I was looking for a picture of her with a, a quote. So I just, you know, looked up Harriet Tubman quotes. And as always, just said, you cannot make this stuff up. Because the quote that I found that I'm looking at right now on my computer is a picture of Harriet Tubman looking badass. And it says, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves. Now, for me, what that means is the exact message that she gave me yesterday was to pass on. And it was a message for myself as well. You know, I'm always talking about our limiting beliefs. That belief that is blocking everything, all the good stuff. And the message was, what are you a slave to? What do you continue to be a slave to? 
Think about that. It was profound for me. I needed to hear it. And every time I get ready to up-level to the next thing, the next program, the next stepping out or bigger, in a bigger way, those son of a guns come right back. The triggers happen, the limiting beliefs pop in, and it is up to me to change it all. I'm getting so good at it, but that doesn't mean that they don't come up for me too. Listen to Harriet Tubman's words. What are you a slave to now? Because as soon as you realize you are a slave to your own thoughts, conditions, and programs, you have all the power in the world to change it. Are you a slave to your money beliefs? Are you a slave to your relationship conditions? How about just your day-to-day living? Are you a slave to your routine? We just covered that in my shine course and everyone was blown away that the first day they started uncovering just their bullshit stories that they had to do each day. I thank you so much for listening to me. I've waited a long time to share this story. And I guess it all makes sense because this massive clearing and cleansing is happening. That's why this is the perfect time. It's time to stop being a slave to anything. It's time to know that you are a powerful manifester and that you can have anything and everything you have ever desired. You can have it all. I am sending so much love out to you. I ask that your healing be swift and gentle. If you're interested in hanging out with me in Sedona in a month, don't wait another minute. It's going to be something you will be talking about for years. The Prosperity Queens and Kings program is kicking off this Saturday the 16th, so check that out on my website as well. And as I said earlier, Greece, my Greece retreat has a few spots left too. The light in me recognizes the light in you. Namaste and God bless you.